everybody. Welcome to the second podcast for We The Collective Fitness and coming from my kitchen because that's all I have for today. So we start with something. Uh, with the second iteration of this, last time we went ahead and did the intention and I'm going to continue to you know, do my best to share my weekly intentions and see if there's like a really good lesson that could be learned from it. But what I would like to spend my time with today, or at least for a, a few minutes, is talking about the importance of breathing. And immediately you might say, why the hell would you care about breathing? You do it instinctually, you, you just do it, and you do it so you stay alive. But as I continue to think about the process of what comes out of the fact that we're breathing. So it's not only that it's like the scientific piece of exchanging oxygen and then expelling, you know, carbon dioxide or any of that, right? That's not what I'm getting at today, but recognizing and understanding the importance of breathing to your overall performance in life, to your mental health, to your well-being, your ability to connect to yourself. So there's so many things that are really, really important within that concept. And the first thing I wanted to go ahead and kind of point out for, for what's there is understanding that your breathing is the best connection that you're going to have from your mind to your body. Because I can, I can control every little bit of my breathing process. I can completely turn it into manual mode. It will gladly go ahead and go on autopilot. But it is one of the things that our, our body is going to go ahead and control, but our mind has this really great interaction with. And as I, as I think about breathing and understand breathing more and more, there's uh, the book, Think Like a Monk from Jay Shetty. And I knew the quote from beforehand, but I really didn't really understand the full concept of like where it came from until I saw it in his book. And I want to go ahead and share that that lesson that I got out of that one. And maybe that's something that helps you. Again, not an intention, but something fun to go ahead and learn. So as he's studying to be a monk and he's, he's going through the day-to-day -day of silence or wh whatever else, right? He, he's going through, he's living his life trying to be his, his new self. And he goes off one day and kind of wanders into like a clearing not too far from the temple that he's at. And he observes like children that are all sitting together. And there's one that's a little bit older kind of talking to the rest of them. And he's just intrigued by the fact that he's got these kids sitting still and they're, they're working through stuff. And he, it, it just catches him in such a weird way that he's like, I have to go find out like what is going on here. So he walks up to the, to, to the oldest um, of them, the one who's doing most of the talking, goes, hey, you know, may, may I ask what's going on? And he goes, like, it's their first day of school. He's like, first day of school? Like, you're, like, seven years old. There's no way that you're, like, educating these people. Like, you're seven. How, what are you going to teach a five-year-old on their first day of school? And the kid says, breathing. And I think it's something that we completely neglect of ourselves as we go through life. Um, I think we consider just this autopilot like mechanism that we have, but it's incredibly powerful when you actively choose to control your ability to breathe. And I don't mean autoerotic asphyxiation. That's, that's a bad joke, but like to really understand the full concept of drawing in through the diaphragm and, and really feeling at ease and calmed. It's, it's actually very much a, a, a stress relieving technique. And, you know, as, as somebody who was a, a longtime smoker, uh, I smoked from 16 to 26. 
I, I honestly, I loved it. I, during that time frame, nothing made me happier than a cigarette. But what I've learned from that process about breathing is not that it just takes away, but smoking that that kind of calm release that you get from going out and having a cigarette is actually actively paying attention to how you breathe. So that. Like learning through that concept of just breathing, drawing out your breaths a little bit, trying to find that four, seven, eight methodology. So four second inhale, seven second hold, eight second release. But what I thought was really interesting about being a smoker for so long and then finding out that it might have actually helped me remain calmer in those scenarios. But I didn't need a cigarette to go ahead and learn from that one. Um, my yoga practice actually helped me a ton in understanding more about breathing. So having like that lion's breath or, you know, that Darth Vader breath that uh, I can never pronounce any of the asana stuff. I, I, I always butcher the Sanskrit. So I usually just use the Americanized nonsense um, because I, I'm not much better than Americanized nonsense. So again, doing my best, but really taking understanding from breathing techniques from that and how it can kind of change. So what we, we find in a fair amount of people is that we're breathing really, really shallow to not really get into the depths of our lungs. We're just kind of passively breathing and not strengthening it because it's a, it's a practice. If you practice breathing, you'll get better at it. Like if you practice anything, you won't get perfect. You'll get improved. So if you give yourself even an opportunity for a few minutes to sit down and just breathe and try to focus and feel better on that one, you can end up learning a whole lot about that scenario for yourself. So one of the recent times uh, I was with my training partner, Tim, my cousin, and we were doing big, heavy deadlifts, but we're doing, uh, we're doing it for reps. So we're, we're trying to go ahead and perfect form and, and we're doing like sets of like eight, six to 10. And I, I picked a weight that I think if I can hit 10, you can hit six. I need to work on form two. And as I was going through the reps, I, I started to get stars. So every once in a while, when you lift really, really heavy, you're going to get close to passing out. And I don't mean that it's like, oh my God, if you lift heavy weights, you're going to pass out. But like, there's a certain threshold that your body is capable of and actively fighting that one um, sometimes has some drawbacks. So understanding and calmly moving your way up. So um, I've just overall in life been a little bit more stressed with, with work and, and there's high blood pressure in my family. I, I was going through the reps and I felt all right. And I got, I got to the very end and I felt a little lightheaded. Not that I was seeing stars or I was going to black out, but there was a, a moment there where like I recognized something was off, right? It was just like, okay, something's not okay. And the very first thing that I did is I found an exhale, just whatever, whatever's with me, just get the exhale out, let it be extended, let everything just go. And really take time on that very next breath to really understand what you're trying to learn from that breath. And suddenly a lot of things become a lot clearer. Uh, I usually recognize that my shoulders will fall. Or I'll, I'll recognize that I'll be a little bit more peaceful with the scenario that I'm in. So during those deadlifts, when I went ahead and was trying my, my damnedest to pull this thing, and it was really, really, really tough. Who am I kidding? It wasn't that bad. But like going through as many reps and then finding that, that moment where I, I had some discomfort, 
breathing through it ended up becoming incredibly helpful. And it's something I'm going to normalize in my practice. So basically, I'm going to finish my set and then immediately exhale whatever else is in. And I get to start brand new all over. So I think that's like the really nice takeaway that I'm going to I'm going to get from that scenario. So it wasn't like the best that I can go ahead and do with it. But you know, you, you have these moments and you you, you question just am, am I am I doing the right thing? Um, sometimes just taking a moment and breathing about it is is really, really helpful because, again, practicing it is going to go ahead and make you improve anything that we go ahead and challenge ourselves to go ahead and do on a regular basis is going to go ahead and create improvement. So I, I was searching around on the internet and to go ahead and add some other science mumbo jumbo to this one. So I was at the yeah American Lung Association, basically being told that I breathe well. So I'm like, okay, why are you telling me that I breathe well? And there's five that are here. And I think there's a little bit of nuance that is, is moderately helpful. So let's see if this helps. Use your nose. There are two ways to breathe through your mouth and through your nose. But your nostrils filter warm and humidified air while the mouth cannot. So sometimes people end up a little dry mouth. I might go ahead and have to stop and get myself a new beverage. So I might just do a pause here at any given moment just so I can keep going. I don't care if it's there because if anybody watches this, congrats, you're paying attention to me. Um, but it, it goes on to say, like, there is a time for doing mouth breathing when there's a fair amount of exertion, physical activity, sinus congestion, but breathing through your nose helps in very dry and cold uh, environments. And, you know, when your nose gets stuffed up, we, we dry out through our mouths a little bit more. And then that kind of dryness can lead to additional infections, makes us more susceptible to being sick. So again, paying attention and just breathing and just understanding your breath, incredibly helpful. I'm not saying you always have to breathe through your nose because you'll get sick, but like sometimes just paying attention to your breath in general can be incredibly helpful. Um, also, humans are, this is the second point, so use your belly to be like way down in your gut. And I'm going to go ahead and compare this right away to weightlifting. So we are belly breathers. Our diaphragm pulls down. So as that goes ahead and draws downward, that inflates us out. So we belly breathe naturally. Um, the Valsalva maneuver, as, as, as some people will know and some people won't, is this hard bracing of your core. It's not to suck in your core, but basically to bloat your core out, to take a breath in and really push into your abdomen uh, from internally, right? Being able to brace through your core. So when we go ahead and weightlift in that scenario, if people put the weight on their shoulders and then suddenly they breathe in and their shoulders creep up towards their ears. So now they're having this really um, shallow breath all the way up to the top and it's resetting their shoulders. So they spent all their time on their rituals and getting themselves all set up and just to go ahead to get in there and immediately abandon all the hard work that put into the ritual, whatever that may be. So recognizing even belly breathing. So a good belly breath through the nose, two really good things, right? We should just be sitting around. And that leads us right into like meditation, but that's not the next point that's here. Um, it says practice proper breathing, especially if you live with lung disease. Um, again, if my lungs are sick, uh, I would want to go ahead and challenge them to do tougher things a little bit more. Nothing without, you know, proper advocacy of a doctor, but based on how I live my life and how I hope a lot of other people is 
all right, it's the, the first thing you tell me is no. The second thing is I need to show something that I can tell you you're wrong. Um, so again, with proper breathing, and it refers to lung disease. It, it is the American Lung Association. So um, again, they're going to talk about those things. Uh, the fourth one says maintain a healthy lifestyle uh, and goes into like COPD and asthma. Um, exercise in general is incredibly helpful. I, part of the reason this podcast even exists is just to go ahead and speak to more of you know, a healthy fitness background. So maintaining a healthy lifestyle, but remember health itself is subjective. If I woke up every single day and could run a marathon, that doesn't mean I'm healthy. My perception of it, if I woke up every day and my normal thing to go do was to go run a marathon. And then when I went to go ahead and try to run a marathon, I couldn't for whatever reason, my own standards of self, I, I'm not being healthy to what I am. So I need to take a moment, sit and breathe, maybe a good inhale through the nose, a solid pull from the diaphragm and, and just uh, go from there. And the last one says, keep it simple. So um, I, again, it, it cycles in on itself is, is kind of showing this, this ability to say, it doesn't really matter. And I think for a lot of things that we go through, these big chunks, don't really matter. You have a plethora of options that'll go ahead and help you get through something really, really tough or something difficult. Um, recently, I've been spending my time thinking a lot about if I don't have five minutes to sit down and meditate, I should sit down for an hour. So uh, though it sounds like an incredibly daunting task, um, I, I like to think that I have that much control in myself that if left it within my own head, I can sit and watch the grass grow, or I could sit and watch paint dry and genuinely enjoy it. Um, and I don't mean that from like a, a perspective of, you know, some inducing that would go ahead and make those things, those things appropriate, but to find like genuine enjoyment in simple things and just recognizing simple things in my own existence like breathing. So if we can go for about a week without food, we can go several days without water, go five minutes without breathing and tell me your life is any better. So it, it again, I get the idea that we need to go ahead and keep it simple, but um, you know, there's some weird cop outs that come along with things. Um, the last point that I wanted to go ahead and get into uh, before I start to just rant because ranting is fun is I wanted to add a little bit more science to it. So I, I was sub, uh, just searching around on PubMed or MedPub. I, I always mix them up. But uh, I just wanted to find a, a study so I can go ahead and kind of flip through it and just get get a, a decent idea. And uh, it's a Jerry Rath, Navinder, uh, Molly Crawford, Vernon Barnes, and Kyler Harden study. The self-regulation of breathing as a primary treatment for anxiety. And I was drawn to it right away because I I believe that anxiety is real. But in the same token, um, if I understand that I'm anxious for something, that I might actually just be super eager that it's there. Like, I'm just so excited that it's there that uh, I, I don't know how to behave. So uh, for myself, that that's helped out a little bit. But the, the blurb for it kind of stood out saying, you know, the detrimental effects of stress, negative emotions, and sympathetic... Uh, dominions um, 
of the nervous system has been shown to be counteracted by different forms of meditation, relaxation, and breathing techniques. We propose that breathing techniques could be used as a first-line supplemental treatment for stress, anxiety, depression, and some emotional disorders. So again, it's not like if I have a an issue that needs like medical intervention and I need prescriptions, breathing is not going to go ahead and just solve that for you. So it's not to go ahead and say this solves every single pill. But I think spending time around breathing and understanding how that feels within yourself um, could be the first line. So it could be the first attempt to say, you know what, what's the bare minimum that I can go ahead and do to create the maximum change for myself? And that's my my personal intention this week. Um, so that one has not been posted, but um, it, it'll it'll show up eventually. But yeah, what's the bare minimum I can do now to create the maximum change? For the future. So the things that I'm really bad at, if I spend time on it. So the very first line of defense, I, I completely agree with this idea to, to focus in and give yourself some time to breathe or meditate or find relaxation where you're actively self-absorbed, where you're thinking inward, you're spending time with your body and learning what's going on with that one. Because a lot of the stressors that we have is because we feel so disconnected from other things and maybe even including ourselves. So I think that's a, a really great opportunity to, to recognize all the good stuff that we can do as we think and, and breathe. Because as, again, if you go five minutes without it, you won't exist. Like that's just how it works. Um, if you can hold your breath for five minutes, congrats. You're like superior human. That's awesome. I, I have nothing more to say than like, that's a really cool trick. But, um, you know, babbling on for so long and it's already been, can't even see the time on it. Really not all that important. I'm just going to go ahead and try to, to, to wrap up with that one. But for, for We The Collective Fitness, what we want to go ahead and do is introduce all of these other dynamics about life to go ahead and live better. So it's originally opening up as a weightlifting studio and hot yoga. And right now we do have the strength section set up. So I personally love doing the work that I do. I want to help as many people as I can become amazing in their own lives. So we collectively can go through this and, and learn a whole lot about improving ourselves, even if it doesn't have to come to fitness. Um, I found my niche within this one. I love the way that I feel when I move around. I, I love interacting and teaching and training other people, the, the fun stuff that I get to go ahead and do. Like this, this is where like dreams are for me. I, I love spending my time doing this stuff. And if I can spend more time doing it, the better. So again, if you're interested in learning more about We The Collective, uh, wethecollectivefitness.com. Uh, there's other, some uh, another affiliate sponsored by uh, grundisyogalift.com. That is my personal site. So uh, outside of this other group, there is a spot where I just, I, I screw around. I put superhero workouts, uh, recipes that, I, that I've that i enjoyed or, or played upon, books that I've read, and, and just like other nonsense about my own personal life. But if you do want to go ahead and check out We The Collective Fitness, you know, we want to go ahead and introduce ourselves to as many people as we can. And maybe it's just one breath at a time. So good luck.